Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Beast and Western Podcast, episode 14. Yes, this is episode 14, folks. This is a big news story that I have to report on. Big news story right now, folks. So today's podcast is brought to you by... Monica Cassie sponsor Swift Lifestyles. Go to www. He's trying to figure this out. They give a three thousand dollar bonus and everything. Where? Dish Network. Work from home. Nice. So www. SwiftLifestyles.com. Tap in the coupon code. What the frick does it keep doing that? I don't know why it does that. Anisa, quit. Because it's stupid. Let me fix that. Why it does that. Don't know why it does that. Needs to quit. Let's see why it keeps doing that. Come on, man. Come on up. Yes. Okay. www.swiplifestyles.com Type in that. Check out the coupon code. The Beast End. All one word. All lowercase letters. For 15% off your purchase. That's right. Swift. Lifestyles. Buy their merch, buy their supplements, buy their gummies. It's game. It's created by gamers for gamers, folks. There you go. Yes, uh, today this is a big news story, folks. Big, big news story. Yes, you all. You all need to listen to this. Now you all need to listen to this. And why do I have the mic? Why do I have that mic on? Thank you. That's probably why I was messing on. So, I get, I'm going to share this link out to people. So give me a second. They need to be in chat. That, like some of friends, they need to do that, do that, so, do that, got the freaking uh, rounds two and three tonight from Motor City Podcast. So, AEW, 
Yes, AEW. AEW, what they did today was they copyrighted Strike some big name YouTubers. They gave them copyright strikes. Yeah, some big name YouTubers. We're talking Dalzinski. We're talking Conman167. We're talking, ma we're talking Macho T. Yeah, C Wrestling. A lot of these, a lot of these content creators. Uh, you know what? I think they said Wesselama. Yeah, Wesselama got hit. He's a big namer. I watched some of his shit. I watched some of his videos, Wesselama. I watch Conman One Six Seven. I watch Macho T. Like some of these, some of these content creators, I've watched. I watch Delzinski. He does great stuff. A lot of these content creators I've watched over the years. They got hit with copyright strikes today because of AEW. Because of AEW. I have covered AEW on my variety of podcasts, a variety of my channels, since they began. Since they begun. Go check. What are you cooking? What are you cooking? Yes, these big name YouTubers. Even Joe Cronin got hit with a freaking copyright strike today. Man, even Joe Cronin did. Wow. Even Joe Cronin got hit today. Yeah. These big name YouTubers, they got hit with a copyright strike today because of AEW. Yeah. And a lot of these YouTube content creators, a lot of these creators, that's their job. That's what they do. That's their only job that they have. That's their only income is what they bring in from YouTube. That's their only income. It's crazy. It, it's literally crazy. It's crazy, folks, what, what has happened. It is. It's... Legitimately crazy right now. It's AEW. I am. Yeah, it's it's really crazy right now. Can you see out your window? Why? I want to see if you can see your dad. He's been out there quite a while with Devo. Just what he does. Funny when he comes up. It is freaking.
to the Beast There Wrestling Podcast, episode 13. Yes, this is part two of the AEW Dynamite Recap Post Show. Yes, part one was interrupted because my laptop shut off on me. I don't know, this laptop's been doing that a lot lately. Might be time to get a new one. Might be time to get a new one when I get the when I get more money, so yeah. I might buy me a brand new laptop, so or something. Yeah. We was talking about the main event when Darby retained the TNT title against Ten. And then they was attacked by freaking Somebody said Darby Allen is so bad that he's barely winning against bigger opponents. Maybe that dude needs to shut his mouth because Darby Allen is a great super. He's a great wrestler right now. Darbon is great as the TNT champion, so he is doing great. That fan needs to shut his mouth. Yep, so make it nine straight title defenses for Darby Allen. Yeah, he's defended that title nine straight times and has won every single time. So yeah. Barbie Allen, the face of TNT. is TNT champion, so Darby Allen will be a freaking world champion sooner than later. So Kenny Omega, watch out. Darby Allen's coming for that title. And he's possibly gonna take it from you, Kenny Omega. So yeah, have fun with that. Darby Allen could be the next world champion. But after, after Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page attacked Sting and Darby Allen, Lance Archer ran out to make the save. But Page and Sky quickly bolts as the show comes to a close. Of course, Ethan Page, he, he, he used to be an impact. Yes, he used to be an impact with his former partner, Josh Alexander, who is now the Impact uh, the X Division champion and Scorpio Sky leaving SCU. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Darby Allen shows respect, takes the Brody wristband and holds it up to show respect to the late great Brody Lee. Yep. That's how the show. That's how that show closes. The Miz on his possible retirement from wrestling. Pfft, who cares? Who cares if the Miz retires from wrestling? Who cares? Ain't no big story. <laughs> Ain't no big story. Not to me, it's not. <laughs> he said it's not a big story. It's not. Seriously, it's not. 
it's not a big story to me. So, AEW Dynamite, a great show tonight, delivers again. And they possibly might have to move for Wednesday nights because of freaking NHL and Turner and Turner Sports freaking agreeing to a seven-year deal. So now they're saying AEW might have to move from Wednesday night out of TNT, or or are they going to have NHL be on TBS? Either way, if they're on TBS, then AEW will stay on TNT on Wednesday nights or not. Then they're saying AEW might have to move to either probably Monday or freaking Friday. But AEW said they don't want to compete with uh, Monday Night Football on Monday nights. So, I would be interesting if AEW had to move to Friday nights and SmackDown. That would be interesting. That'd be interesting. That would be an interesting battle. AEW versus SmackDown. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting to watch. So, that was pretty much AEW tonight. That was pretty much what it was. A great freaking show. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it tonight. I hope all you guys and gals enjoyed AEW tonight. Y'all did. Leave me your comments, your thoughts. Tell me what you thought of AEW Dynamite tonight. What you think about Blood and Guts coming up next week. Leave your thoughts. We are back on Twitter, folks. Yeah. We're back on Twitter at the Beastead91. That's right. The Beastead91 on Twitter now. Also, subscribe to the Beast Black YouTube channel. Follow the Beast Den Wrestling Podcast Facebook page. What? <laughs> Follow the Beastly 1991 Twitch channel as well. Yes. We're on the road to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. And a thousand followers on each Facebook and Twitch. We're on the road, folks. Check out my website, beastblack1991.wixsite.com slash beastblack is another way you can watch you can watch the live streams. You don't want to watch them directly on YouTube. You can go to my website and watch it. You just can't you just can't chat on it, but you can watch the show through my website. 
You can watch uh, Red Aqua Blue Wrestling. I'm going to put that up on the website where you can watch it live through the website. Oh, yeah. New way to expand, folks. Any Anyone wants to buy merchandise, few91.logosoftware.com is where you can buy all the Beast Den related merchandise, including Red Aqua Blue Wrestling merchandise, and Chris's CKO t-shirt. That's right, Chris's CKO t-shirt. Yes, Chris is, might be thinking about having me make him another shirt. Let's we'll have to talk about the details. And that's right, we will talk about the details. So, oh yeah. Soon. There will be a merch store for Motor City Podcast merch. That's right. Actually, I might add Motor City Podcast merch on my merch store as well. So That's right. Because tomorrow is the rebirth of Motor City Podcast. My Detroit Lion type podcast. I think, I think, I have to go see, and we might be doing a draft special. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny fact. That's funny. Good luck tomorrow. You're facing Blue Clues, Nick, and Iceman. Beautiful. Okay. I'll beat the crap out of both of them. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. He was telling me to, uh, yeah. You just got, you just gotta make, you just gotta make him cry, folks. Just make him cry. <laughs> just make, make him cry. I'm sorry. Something real quick in a second. Okay, no one is even. Okay. No one's commented on that yet. Okay. Okay. So, y'all enjoyed it. 
Y'all know what to do. Y'all been good supporters. And let's continue. What? I don't know. I don't, I'm not even looking at the chat. <laughs> so. So. Like I said, thank you all for watching. Are you elite? <laughs> That's the thing. Are you elite? So. Thank you all for watching. Y'all know what to do. We will see ya tomorrow for the rebirth of Motor City Podcast. And Friday for episode 14 of the Beast and Wrestling Podcast, your SmackDown recap post show. That's right. We'll see you back here Friday here on the Beast and Wrestling Podcast. Until then, folks. Welcome to the Beast End, and we are always on... Everybody, welcome to tonight's AEW Dynamite Recap Show. That's right.
that's right. I am Tyler Black as always. Breaking it down, folks. Breaking it down. Yes, it says right there, are you elite? That's right. Are you elite tonight? Oh yeah. AEW is always elite. Always. We just found out that John Moxley's gotta defend his IWGP United States title against a New Japan Pro Wrestling star on May 12th on AEW Dynamite. That is going to be interesting to see the IWGP United States title defended on AEW for the first time ever. That is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see that. I can't. I can't wait to see that, folks. It is going to be unique. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait to see Moxley defend the IWGP United States title on AEW Dynamite in two weeks on May 12th. It is going It is going to be interesting, folks. So, there you go. So, welcome everyone to the AEW Recap Post Show. Next week's Blood and Guts. That's going to be a packed freaking show. With the uh, Blood and Guts main event, which is like War Games. The Blood, the blood and Guts match is like War Games. You, you either submit... Or you surrender. It's it's basically it's their version of war games. Is you have to submit or surrender. That's the rules. You submit or you surrender. But that has the pentacle versus the inner circle. It was supposed to be the elite versus the inner circle. That was supposed to be last year, but due to COVID nineteen, that didn't happen. And now the inner circle's faces now. You got the pinnacle versus the inner circle. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what happened there. Well, the show, the show kicked off tonight with Hangman Page, the number one contender, the number one superstar in the rankings right now under Kenny Omega, took on the FTW champion Brian Cage of Team Taz. But before the match started, Brian Cage and the rest of Team Taz had to do a gang attack on Hangman Page while he was coming out. Yeah. Typical Team Taz and their freaking sneak attacks. Yeah. Their typical sneak attacks. Yes. How freaking sad. How freaking sad, folks. How sad. Wow, a former AEW women's wrestler, Sadie Gibbs, retired from pro wrestling. 
interesting. Yep. Sadie Gibbs retires from pro wrestling. Sadie Gibbs. So, so uh, freaking Brian Cage was for a two count. The two are on the floor. So basically, Brian Cage. Basically, Brian Cage, he did pick up the win because he hit the drill claw on Hangman Page and pinning one, two, three. But. Page did hit a huge moonsault on Brian Cage. But Cage hit a buckle bomb and then he hit the drill claw, so that's how he won one, two, three. And then the elite saying they're not scared of John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. They're saying they're not scared of them. Yeah, sure you are. They're out, they're out in their freaking limousine. Don Callis celebrates Kenny Omega's win at Rebellion. Omega says he's feeling great, but also is kind of pissed off. Omega says, what do he say? That he, he didn't appreciate what Kingston and Moxley did to their private trailer last week. Omega said that they were not bring down that they will not be brought down a notch. Whenever they go, the golden money follows. Omega said he's not afraid of what happened last week. A horn suddenly blares and everyone freaks out. MT Nakazawa sitting in the driver's seat and mistake mistakenly beats the horn. Omega said they want a fight, they will give him one. Omega continues, if Eddie Kingston wants to get them, he's got to go through Nakazawa first. Yeah, yeah, Nakazawa, a freaking jobber. Yeah, he's a jobber. He is. He's a freaking jobber. He is, Chris. He, he, he's a freaking jobber. He is. He's, he's a legit jobber. Yeah. Don Callis heads to commentary. Of course, because it's the Young Bucks versus Matt and Mike Seidel. I'm always going to have Don Callis go over to commentator booth like the coward that he is. Like the cockroach that he is. Matt and Mike gets things going with Matt Jackson having a huge tough time or having a tough time. Both guys have to tag out while Matt works over Nick Jackson. Mike gets tagged back in with a drop toho drop kick combination. Stereo drop kicks by the Seidel brothers. Mike gets sent to the corner but hits a clothesline on Nick. Matt jumps in with a super kick on Mike and a clothesline on Matt. 
Matt does some strutting around the ring and hits a low drop kick on Mike Seidel. Interesting. Mike tries to get to his corner, but Matt holds him back through until he gets clocked. Then Matt gets the tag and lands some big kicks on both Matt and Nick Jackson. Matt Seidel hits a brain buster, gets a two count. Matt puts down both Nick and Matt Jackson. And Mike and Matt hit stereo meteoral covers. But Nick breaks it up. Nick with a flurry of kicks, but Matt Seidel lands a double hurricane rana for a two count on Matt Jackson. Matt Seidel hits a leaping hurricane rana on Nick Jackson, then he goes up to the top for hurricane rana. Matt Jackson slips under and Seidel goes down hard. Mike gets a tag, tries for a kick. Nick has the, ref has the referee distracted. Blatant low blow by Matt Jackson. Typical Matt Jackson. Johnny Cage style. Double super kick to Matt Seidel off the apron. BT triggers to Mike for the victory. So, the Young Bucks win. Not a surprise there. Is the number one ranked team, SCU, the biggest threat the Young Bucks and their tag team titles have ever faced? That is Frankie Kersarian and Christopher Daniels. Could be. Post-match, Brandon Cutler is in there with cold patch and cold sprays on his guys. Yeah, Brandon Cutler. Another jobber. See the elite the elites the elites got freaking job two jobbers. Brandon Cutler and that Nakazar. Come on. They're both jobbers. Really, really really the elite you're going this low to hire jobbers to be part of your group? That is low. That's low. That's low. <laughs> That's very low. That is very, very low. SCU walks onto the stage. They have something to say. They notice the new Young Bucks are here with their questionable outfit choices. <laughs> but they wanted to let Matt and Nick know they are the number one contenders. And whatever Matt and Nick has the balls inside the dotted line, they are ready for a match. Daniel said he wants to face their friends, not whoever they are now. But either way, they're taking the titles and making AEW better without you assholes around. Nice, li nice line by Christopher Dando saying, AEW would be better without you assholes around. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. Jade Cargill says, over the past week, over the past few weeks, Every manager wants a signer. But the problem is, they want a percentage of her money. It doesn't work that one. She's her own boss, and they need to impress her first. Jay Car Cargo, yeah, the new the new super the new uh Whitman wrestler. She's a pop she's basically like China, how China was back in the day. She's a freaking powerhouse. She's like She's like a freaking built China. Seriously. She's a freaking powerhouse. 
So, yeah. Orange Cassidy with Trent Beretta takes on Pentagon Jr. with his manager, Al. Yeah, manager Alex. The match started when Cassidy tries to put his hands in his pocket. Penta doesn't let him and does his signature taunt. Cassidy tries again and then the same thing happens again. Third time, nope, glove comes off this time. And he does it one more time. And Cassidy removed his shades, tosses them to Trent. He drops them. Cassidy finally gets the hands out of or gets his hands in the pocket, light kicks of Voice Penta, and lands a few strikes while avoiding anything Penta threw at him. <laughs> wow. Cassie looks for break beach early. Penta fights it off and hits a Tilter World Batbreaker instead. Cassie caught, caught up on Penta's shoulders, but he flips out of it. Cassie looks for a thumbs up with Penta, but Penta bites his fingers. Interesting. Cassie with a pin attempt for two. Penta is out on the floor. Cassie tries for a suicide dive. Penta catches Cassie over his head. He holds Cassie up with one arm and dumps him down on the apron with one arm. One arm. Drops dumpsing down on the apron with one arm. That's that's impressive. Penta with a big kick to the face as he continues to dominate the match. Cassidy sent to the corner. He flits over the apron, sends Penta's face into the turnbuckle, climbs up and hits a diving crossbody on Penta. Swinging DDT attempt. Nope. Penta with a brainbuster cover for a two count. Penta tries to snap Cassidy's arm, but he fight he's fighting out of it. Puts his hands. In his pocket, Penta lets go and stomp away at Cassidy. Cassidy hits a thrust kick. Penta hits a fear of his own. Cassidy leaps and eats a big kick to the face. Canadian Destroyer try for a package power driver. But it's reversed into a beach break cover. Penta able to get his shoulders up through... Penta with a bunch of strikes all over Cassidy. Stomps in the corner. A huge low kick to Cassidy's head. Penta looks for his finisher of the package power driver. But reverse into the slumdog millionaire. Cassidy hits a diving DDT off the top rope. Big swinging DDT cover. Uh, Penta's manager gets on the mic for a distraction. Talks more about Trent Beretta's mom. Here we go. They're, ta they're talking about moms. Here we go. Here we go. Got to talk about somebody's mom. Come on. Cassidy, Cassidy yanks Alex into the ring. Penta with a shot from behind. Packers power driver. Nope. Trent hands a microphone to Penta. Orange punch covers one, two, three. Orange Cassidy wins. Wow. There you go. Orange Cassidy beats Pen beats uh Pentagon Jr. Beautiful. Wow. But but seriously, Alex, you gotta talk about people's moms really. Come on. 
trying to talk trying to talk about people's mothers. Come on. Wow. That's shocking. Backstage, Tony Schiavone talks with Britt Baker. Adam Cole's woman. Here we go. Who is in a very good mood. Baker says she was going to work her way up the rankings, and that's exactly what she did. Now she's at top of merch sales, demos, and rankings. Baker said when it comes to the current champion, she needs to remind everyone why she's the face of the company. Real, uh, Britt Baker, let me tell you something. If you was the face of the company, you would be the AEW Women's World Champion right now. So you're not the face of the company. Because you're not the champ. So you're not the face of the company. Sorry, Britt Baker. Tony Schiavone in the ring hyping up next week. Blood and Guts match. And be involved in tonight's parlay between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. The Pinnacle heads out with their own private security. They stay up on stage as the group heads into the ring. Inner Circle has their own security who rolls out to the stage on motorcycles. Wow. Both groups face off with Tony standing between them. Tony runs down the rules and said they will figure out the advantage via Quarantosh. Sean Spears knocks it out of his hand and said that's not going to happen. They were lured into this match and deserved to get the advantage. Spears wonders when the last time Sammy Gravar ever wrestled a match. And he fully plans on putting Gravara down permanently. Gravara takes the mic and said he doesn't believe Spears has been a failure in AEW. And was one in the place he used to work. Gravara said if they want the advantage, they can take it. Cash Wheeler takes the mic and said Jericho shouldn't bring Santana and Ortiz because they are soft. And won't make it out of the match. And Dad's hardware takes over, says he's prepared his family for what's to come. He's not afraid to die. He reminds Santana and Ortiz about their kids and tells them to hold them close before they leave the night before the match. Oh, come, come on, Dad's hardware. You got kids yourself. What the heck? You got kids yourself, Dad. Shut up. <laughs> Santana Ortiz kids, come on. You got you got kids yourself, Dax. Shut your mouth. <laughs> come on. Ortiz tells Santana not to give in what they're doing. Santana said they're going to be locked in a cage soon. And they've been locked up before. Has FTR? Santana wants to let his hands do the talking. Then MJF takes over and wants to keep things cool. MJF tells Chris Jericho, thank you, because without Jericho, there is no AEW. That Chris Jericho is the top draw and bridge for the laps fans to come check out AEW. Also putting together a top stable. MJF continues that Jericho must be stressed out with all that pressure. MJF plans on taking a heavy crown off Jericho's head. And taking it from him, your spot is mine. <laughs> Jericho responds, call MJF a little prick for thinking he could take a spot 
or just a Zol or Zolver spot. The only way he can do it, he's got to earn it. Jericho reminds Jeff that at 25 he might have been a circle jerking or circle jerking it in WCW, but he was awesome main eventing shows in Japan and Mexico, which that's actually true. Jericho was at the time when he was in WCW. That is true. He he's right about that. Which is what put him at the top. Jericho talks about a family. Says he's been family with his guys since day one. He says MGF when will not get in the middle of the inner circle and they won't beat the inner circle. They're going to have to kill the inner circle. Sitting in the chair. Yeah. That, that's the next segment. So basically Jericho telling MJF that the pinnacle is going to have to kill the inner circle to win. Blood and guts. That's basically what Jericho's saying. That they're going to have to kill the inner circle to win. That they're not going to submit or they're not going to surrender. That the pinnacle is going to have to kill the inner circle. Yeah. We'll see what happens next week in Blood and Guts. It's going to be interesting. Sitting in the chair, Nakazawa is in the ring already. Eddie Kingston heads out to the ring for a match. Kingston heads to the mic and doesn't know what's going on. Kingston said he's not doing this to calls out Kenny Omega. Kenny heads out on the stage and tells Kingston he doesn't know how this works. They're going to get revenge on him the other way around. Kingston ends up trashing Nakazawa in the ring. He grabs a chair and goes to put it around Nakazawa's ankle. Omega watches on. Kingston said to get in his ring or he's breaking Nakazawa's ankle. He should have broke his ankle because it would have been funny if he, if he would have did it. It would have been funny. Omega tells him to be his guest. Nakazawa knew what he signed up for. Omega calls out Brandon Cutler. Oh, the other jobber. The other jobber. He's got to call it the other jobber. Who gets thrown out to the stage. John Moxley falls and sends Omega into the ring. Moxley chokes out Omega. Then they put the chair on Omega's ankle. Kingston wants a tag match against Omega. And Callus finally agrees. Moxley said they want a tag match against Omega and Nakazara. Kingston says, see you next week. So... That match is happening next week at Blood and Guts. So, that's going to be interesting. Could Team Taz be better off without Taz? <laughs> Let's see. Backstage, Taz talks about Brian Cage beating Hangman Page, which makes Team Taz number one. Christian Cage shows up. Taz says, Christian may have won last week against Hobbs, but he's going to get another team member. Christian stops Taz and says there was a time when Taz beat up guys and talked trash along the way. Today he still talks a lot but can't back it up. So he found a bunch of big guys to surround himself with to help his ego. Christian said he's everything Taz wish he is. You wish you could come back like me, Taz. <laughs> Yep, it's what he said. 
Who? Yeah, Christian. Yeah, Christian is in AEW. And then he said that all Team Taz members could be better off without Taz. Which I totally agree with Christian. That whole group's way better without Taz. Seriously. They, they could do much better without Taz. That is a given. Thank you, t thank you, Christian, for finally saying something. Penelope Ford with Kip Saban took on Chris Statliner with Orange Cassidy. The two trade shots right off the bat. Spinning power slam by Statliner. Military press on Ford, and she bails out to the floor. Ford yanks Statliner out to the apron and spins her and throws a shot to the side of her head. Ford tries a leaping knee drop, nobody home. Statliner fends a suicide dive, climbs out, and boots Ford on the nose. Sabian with a distraction, then Ford hits a big boot to the face. Then a leaping knee drop hits this time. Big shots to Ford. One he needs to the head, modified blue thunderbomb for a two count. Four dodges Statliner's release German suplex, sends her to the second turnbuckle. Ford with a rough looking blockbuster for a two count. Ford hits a or Ford hits a handspring back elbow, but nobody home. Statliner with a kick to the head, sullen squips for a two count. Ford with a back cover two count. Ford tries for a handstand. But Statliner catches her for one, two, three. Sabian try, tried for another distraction during that, but Cassidy kept him away. Of course, Statliner picked up the win there. Dark Order 10 talks about Brody Lee. Said he gave 10 a shot in AEW, and he never forget that. The TNT title is a represented representation of Lee, and he's the reason 10 is here. So winning the title would mean a lot to him. That's what Dark Order number 10 said. You had the Factory versus the Nightmare Family. Ooh. This has been a brewing rivalry ever since QT Marshall formed this group. The Factory shows up in the Nightmare Factory's bus. Billy Dustin Lee immediately attacks their opponents as everybody brawls outside of the ring. Billy swings away on Aaron Solo, but Marshall kicks Gun White in the injured ribs from Ogo's big punch last week. Kamoto tags in and beats up Billy Gunn. Then he puts on a bear hug on Billy Gunn, but Billy Gunn fights out of it. Then dodges a charging Kon Wuto. Dustin tags in, throws a bunch of punches, uppercut land, but Dustin is dropped with a big shoulder thrust. Dustin ain't Dustin's able to fight his way back to the corner and brings in Johnson, which is Lee Johnson. He throws a furious shots at the opposing team. Hanging net breaker on Aaron Slow. Kip up, running chop, blue thunderbomb. But Komoto breaks it up. Komoto charges, but Johnson goes low and sends him out. Marshall tries to get involved and gets tossed to the floor. Johnson with a court screw splash at Komoto. Marshall... Referee checks on slow. Ogo with a cheap shot to Johnson. And another to Billy Gunn again. Both go down. Marshall tags himself in and pins. 
Yeah, he pins uh, Lee Johnson and the factory wins. Yeah. So, yeah. Komoto hits Dustin with the bow rope. The factory celebrates on the stage. Marshall hangs the taunt some more. But Colton and Austin Gunn come out to beat up Marshall. And they ended, ended up sending him to the floor. He bails back to the bus. While the rest of them brawl. And guess who was in the bus, Chris? Cody Rhodes was in the bus. And he beats up QT Marshall, which was beautiful. They actually got on the bus and uh, Cody Rhodes actually put a figure four on QT Marshall on the top of the bus. It was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Also, next week at Blood and Guts, you got Britt Baker in action. You got SCU versus Jurassic Express versus Varsity Blondes versus The Acclaim. The winners get an AEW Tag Team Championship match against Young Bucks on May 12th. And that's when they announce a John Moxley defending the IWGP United States Championship versus Yuji Nagata on May 12th. Mills said nobody is going to stop him from being champion, and that includes Kip Sabian. Yeah, Mule beat the crap out of Kip Sabian. Yeah, that 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 was a beatdown. Seriously. Mule, formerly known as Rusev, beat the crap out of Kip Sabian backstage. Probably even broke his wrist or arm. Oh no, probably broke his hand or wrist, slamming it in the freaking door. Yeah, he beat Yes, he is. No, WWE released him, uh, what was it, last year? Yeah. He then hugs Sabian and says he forgives him. <laughs> Interesting, Meryl. Interesting. I forgive you, but I broke your hand. Ah, that's beautiful. The main event, Darby Allen defending the TNT Championship against 10. Which was after a good main event, again. 10 and Allen locks up for a few times and had clean breaks. Allen gets sent down to the mat. 10 looks for a suplex, but Allen twists his fingers to get out of it. Allen tried to get started, but having a tough time against the more powerful 10. Military press countered by Darby Allen, covered for a two. Allen with a big boot to the face, but he runs into a spine buster. Ten to fire up now, but Allen hits him with an over-the-top 